Undercooked analysis. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, normally we're discussing, uh, you know, stuff submitted by our, our readers for those of you just joining us. Uh, but tonight we're trying something a little bit different because uh, not so long ago, uh, Random Encounters invited all of us here to see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. And uh, it was a great time. And I will get into that a little bit. I know I touched on it in previous episodes, but uh, joining us in that viewing is our, uh, and to discuss it, is our uh, special guest, Ash. Oh, it is lovely to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, uh, we're, we're, for, for those of you who don't know who any of us are, I'm David. I'm Kayla. <laughs> That's all you need to know. And, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I mean, we know who Ash is, but for, for those who don't know, Ash, uh, tell, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your, uh, yourself? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Ash, or um, Fairy Floss Cosplay, on most social media sites. Um, I was featured in Random Encounters, FNAF Musical, Monster in Your Head. Um, I'm usually pretty active making costumes, and I do a lot of FNAF content. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I I forgot that she cosplays. (laughs) We we could have gone into a whole conversation about cosplaying. (laughs) We could still go into a whole conversation about cosplay. That's not off the table. (laughs) I have many FNAF cosplay stories that I feel like could probably fit into this. Well, well, out of curiosity, just to get it out of this, do you cosplay stuff outside of FNAF? Oh, absolutely, yes. I... As I do a lot of FNAF cosplays, I also do a lot of, most stuff is from other, um, like, genres of media. So I do mm-hmm. a lot of video game stuff, do a lot of horror, and some anime here and there. Mm-hmm. Which, what kind of horror? Now I'm curious to see, because <laughs> horror is rarely done unless you're, unless you go to specific conventions, but. Mm-hmm. I usually do horror, like, video games, but um, I've done The Huntress from Dead by Daylight, um, oh. I've done Franbo. Um, oh, nice. I do Monica from Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of Resident Evil. Uh, I love Resident Evil. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are the ones that like come up top of my head sort of thing. But I do have quite a few other like little um, niche horror games and series that I cosplay but, from. I just realized like my main cosplay that I do is technically fits under horror because I usually do Coraline. When we go to oh conventions, God, yeah. yeah, that's true. I the, basically I got all the pieces, like all the pieces that I needed for this uh, cosplay, like the blue hair, the yellow rain jacket, and all that. So people, most people recognize me instantly. Although there was a point when it, the new it movie came out. Oh, and it just came out, and I went, and a couple people were like, "Wait, are you Georgie?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> I I think the most wild thing that happened was a family a family came up to us and they said, "Hey, we want to ask, are you Georgie or Coraline?" And I said, "Oh, I'm Coraline." They're like, oh. and then one kid's like, "I knew it! Oh my gosh, doesn't anyone watch old movies anymore?" And no. that threw me back because no. I was like. <laughs> I was I was like 19 when I saw that. Oh my god, <laughs> old! It's old. It was came out in 2009. No, it's okay. I hate when that happens, somebody says like, "Oh, it's so old." You're like, "That was just like yesterday." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It was I- in 2009, like 
no. Yeah. And then now you had to do the math and I'm like, Oh no. You're this, this is the reality we live in now, Kayla, now that we're in our mid thirties. This oh, is David, <laughs> David, it's going to be 15 years next year. What? Like 2009 is 15 years ago. <laughs> oh my God. God. Ah! <laughs> oh my. Oh man. Sorry, I'm like reeling over here. Actually, that is one thing. Okay, because one of why the reason we're here is to talk about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Right? Yeah, uh, that I, was almost was that was almost ten years ago at this point, wasn't it? The original, mm-hmm. not the movie. The movie, <laughs> no, not the movie. Just Five Nights. <laughs> the, the original, the original indie darling game that launched an entire franchise. A thousand ships. A thousand yeah, I ships think that was ten years ago. I think Actually, it was. Yeah, actually, a thousand ships is right, considering how the fan community puts characters together. <laughs> yeah, I it, it was no, 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 not pointing fingers or anything, Ash. Don't I, worry. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It was wild when that when the original game came out because this, like, what it's based off of the whole like Chuck E. Cheese uh, and all the uh, showbiz pizza. That was like my childhood and also my fear growing up. Well, like as a kid, I used to be afraid of costume characters, and mm. boy, that yeah, that happened. That does tap into something. I, I now it, costume characters don't bother me at all. Obviously, um, I ended up actually having a job where I had to dress costume characters. Oh gosh! <laughs> so, but uh, that was oh god, that was years ago. Um, uh, but since then, and so. But it is one of those things where I'm like, oh, look, my fe- my old childhood fear has become a game. What do you know? And I kind of was surprised how popular it became because I'm like, a, a lot of the, pe- of the people who really like it are like much younger than I am. And I'm like, but you, what, this, is, this is not nostalgic to you. How? Why? <laughs> I know, absolutely. A lot of like the new fandom that's like coming around right now is kind of crazy to me. Like interacting with them and like seeing what they're doing with like this series now online is kind of wild to me. I'm like, you guys have been here for less than a year. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) What's your What's your origin point for uh, for FNAF? I have been here since the first trailer. Oh, I have been watching since the first trailer. I have been hyped for it. I, I'm proud to say I did not find this series because of Markiplier. Hey! <laughs> I feel like many people are like, oh, I like it because of Markiplier. And I'm like, no, I've been here since the first trailer. <laughs> so you're, uh, you know, snapping your suspenders with the OG cred right now. You're just doing the Absolutely, whole thing. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is, yeah. this is my stomping grounds. <laughs> I give you complete credit for that. And I will <laughs> totally take that at face value. Because I, I will admit, I didn't know much about it until... It became it fell into the genre of funny screaming YouTube man. Uh, Fair I enough. It, I, I, it, that's it, a whole that's a whole genre in itself. But you know, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, it was for me. It was more like oh, it popped up on the internet. Like oh, you're on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and then it's like oh, look, here's this new people are posting about it all of a sudden, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I remember the funny thing is like uh, at touch. I, I, we'll get into the movie in just a second. It's just I, I, I want to talk about you know. It's it, I think it is important to talk about the the impact of it because in general because I can still remember like early on saying to uh, you know AJ over at Random Encounters saying, "Listen, this is something y'all might want to touch on, and if you do, just putting this out there since I I seem to be up on these things. If you do, I want to be Foxy." <laughs> Fair enough. 
And sure enough, once they've hit on the idea, they're like, so you said something about Foxy. And I'm like, I'm still here. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Actually, funny and well, there's been some random encounters things that there was a point where AJ was like, hey, I keep hearing about this Doki Doki Literature Club. Should we look into it? And I'm like, absolutely, you should. <laughs> yeah, you were big on encouraging them oh, to do that. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> absolutely. So Five Nights at Freddy's the movie came out, just came out this year, 20 of of our of our lord the year of our lord 2023 um like 10 years later almost um, almost 10 years later yeah luck i mean luckily the fan base is still strong so i'm not surprised either because i will still get oh yeah i mean i still get kids at i see at my day job who still talk about who come up to me like do you know what fnaf is (laughs) you're like do i (laughs) (laughs) do i if i have to be for the role I play, I have to be in character, so I, I I try to drop veiled hints, but I can't just say to them, you know, do I know? I mean, listen, kid, I lived it. <laughs> but the funny thing is, and this is actually part of the reason we wanted to have you here, Ash, is because despite being as involved in this and actually seeing the movie, obviously we don't have the same depth of the understanding of the deep lore that you seem to so yeah because we wanted to discuss five nights of freddy's out in this podcast but then we're like we don't like i think i've i've seen the first three games and that's it or and even and even then didn't understand half of what was going on by the time maybe the third game came around because people kept throwing out uh, theories and speculation and then there's been spinoffs and that's totally valid It, it i think at the point of like in the middle of like the third and fourth game coming out, that's when like it got a little bit muddy, if that yeah. makes sense, when it came to like the fandom and like what's actually going on. Because Scott is a man, if we've learned anything from the series, Scott is a man who likes to keep secrets. He likes to keep people guessing. He likes to put cliffhangers in his games and then never answer those things. <laughs> so it really was, we had so much media at that time coming out with the four games. It was really just a lot of questions, and some things were, like, really popular. Like, yeah, like, totally, that's what's going on. And some people were like, no, no, that's absolutely not what's going on. (laughs) And then there were the people on the opposite sides, and it just got very confusing. So I absolutely understand where you're coming from there. It was, that was a wild time. (laughs) So maybe you can help us old fogies here understand what, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, one of my, one uh, one of our our good friends, uh, Cleric of Madness, he was a admin somehow on the uh five nights at freddy's (laughs) wiki for a bit despite oh my gosh despite not being a remote like follower of the game so his running joke has been uh consistently whenever we talk to him he'll just be like who the fuck is william afton (laughs) (laughs) even though he knows even though he knows it's just it's just like it's become a running joke at this point yeah it's great so, so, so that being said, I, I think it would be good to help with the context because I, I want to under, I want to like relate like how we felt about the movie, as, and as people, who, as people who are tangentially involved and know a little bit about Five Nights at Freddy's versus mm-hmm. someone who is like a huge, you know, a fan, a, a dedicated yeah. fan of the genre. It's enough that, and you know, I, I think it, we we buried the lead a little bit here, but when it came to um, the most recent. Mm-hmm. FNAF projects when it came to Monster in Your Head, you portrayed a certain specific character and one I'm actually not that familiar with uh, in uh, in Vanny. Mm-hmm. So who is Vanny? <laughs> Vanny is kind of an enigma. Again, Scott loves to keep things very like hidden and like 
swept under the rug. Danny Scott. (laughs) She is not totally confirmed actually like who her identity is. Some believe that she is Vanessa because there are a lot of like hints dropped in Security Breach that are saying like, oh, Vanny, Vanessa, that's kind of like very similar. It's I think Freddie says something in the game along the lines of Vanny sounds like Bunny and Vanessa put together. Like <laughs> if they like find her, they're like walking into her like secret like lair that she's been hiding in, and they're like, he, Freddie's like, hmm, that sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> I think I, I don't how much should I spoil here like with the game I think uh, you know what the, going listen I feel like Security Breach has been out a while yeah I don't know if you guys have played or if you plan on playing I I, don't I am indifferent I mean no, nothing against, it's nothing against Security Breach I, I remember watching it get played and I'm like okay there's some neat bits in here it's I mm-hmm. like the kind of weird future 80s retro 80s aesthetic to the whole thing like the glam mall kind of vibe to the whole thing that was really neat Mm -hmm. but uh otherwise i I, i'm so far removed from like the established canon and lore that i'm like okay i don't really have a huge stake in it so for me spoilers are not an issue i don't know how you feel i am the same way it's kind of like marvel it's kind of like marvel there's a point where um I jumped, like, I watched a bunch of Marvel movies, but then it got too much, so I kind of jumped off the bandwagon. So if someone's like, oh, do you want spoilers? I'm like, if I start now, it's going to take me years to go through all the Marvel yeah. movies. So <laughs> That's I, valid. I, yeah. I, I'm totally fine with spoilers. All right. So I think, hopping back to, like, the, the subject of Vanny and, like, who she is, um, mm-hmm. I think even in one of the endings, there are multiple endings to the game. And in one of the endings, I think... It has been a while since I've seen this game, like gameplay of this, but I believe she falls off a roof or something. Oh, <laughs> and they like they unmask her, and it's Vanessa underneath. Oh, but again, somehow still that that's not confirming that she's Vanessa. I guess some people are like, oh, he could have been like hallucinating. What? Like, so, what? so there's a way there's a way they danced around it. It's like, well, maybe that's not canon. Like what? Yes somehow made it happen that somehow it's not canon for the whole like scooby-doo thing to happen and her be under there and it's still not canon i guess but many i I would say in my opinion i think it's absolutely vanessa um it's she's also touched on a little bit if you're familiar with the vr game help wanted Mm -mm. it is touched on a little bit there um like who she is that's where she gets like her start that's i think that's where we saw like the very first like mask of hers that she made apparently so she was i think that her like origin is that she's with like the project that's making help wanted and help wanted was literally a game meant to be like i don't know how to word this it's like it, you're supposed to be playing a game like that is the the story of that game you are playing a game you are a you player. are, in, you're not playing you are as in a character game. you are yourself yeah oh okay and that, like, the um, Freddy Fazbear's, like, that whole corporation made a game to make light of all of the stories and, like, horrors that people had made up about, like, you know, their establishments. They're like, oh, pff, none of this is real. Play this game, though, that we made for shits and giggles. <laughs> I just re- so that actually makes more sense because when I when we saw the movie, uh, there was a point where like, oh, she says I'm Vanessa, and I think I heard a couple gaps, and it might have been <laughs> might have been you in the audience, but um, there there was that point in my head that I'm like, okay, this is someone that's from the game, but I don't know who this is. 
Well, I mean, I was actually going to ask you that. So that's a great way to segue into the movie because Vanessa was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I get that this is well, let's, someone. Okay, should kinda... we start by like overarching? Like, what did you think of the movie? Oh, let's do Vanessa? that. But let's, I'm going to put a pin in Vanessa. I want to come yeah. back to Vanessa. Yeah, I, I think it, it'd be good to delve into it. But I think probably should start with what, how did you feel about the movie as a fan? And then we can say how we felt as people who. More oh. lay, lay, lay mm-hmm. people, I guess. I think absolutely this movie is very two-sided and as you can see if you have seen anything about the reviews for this movie you can also see that it is very two-sided it is either the fans love this movie absolutely adore it and critics or general enjoyers of just movies in general don't like it because I really enjoyed the movie but that is because I like live and breathe this game grew up with it it's like I know everything about it almost besides the books (laughs) and then (laughs) It's like, it, it was very, like, healing, if that makes sense to me. It was like, wow, we've come so far. Like, <laughs> I remember when this was a tiny little game, but, like, it's cool to see it in a theater now. But mm-hmm. I, I absolutely loved it. I, I think, as a fan, I loved it. But looking Did- at it just in a movie stance, it was there was a lot of holes. Um, <laughs> it was a little weird pacing, and not all of the lore in the movie lines up with the games. That's I think that was the that was the thing that that stuck to me was like when we thought about doing this discussion was was the idea that even as someone who really enjoyed it, like wonder, I am not sure where the holes are, because for me, I I didn't go into the movie with like super huge expectations or anything. I didn't either. Um, I had a great theater experience watching it. Oh, no, absolutely. If if we were any better, I had like zero expectations for it. I went into that theater expecting it to be horrible. I was mm. expecting them to have ruined it, like have it be really crappy. I, I was not expecting it to be good at all. And then I walked out loving it. So I was happily surprised by this movie. Okay. okay. That makes me feel better. Cause uh, like when I, I went into this thinking kind of the same thing, like, Oh, this is, this is just going to be a cash grab. And, <laughs> and I, I watch it. I'm like, this is and part of it is definitely the theater experience, but. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think as a movie, it's it's okay. Uh, that's uh, as a general view, like uh, from a general point, it's okay. It's, yeah, it's it's hard. I guess the word is harmless. It's it's yeah. enjoy. It's more enjoyable, and it does more with the source material than I thought they would have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can appreciate. I personally can appreciate the way it was paced, and that it wasn't just some over the top. Um, like, granted, we had this is interesting because we we had a discussion you know, a couple years ago about uh, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we had, it, we, us and the, the crew had talked about, you know, how this is the closest we're going to get to Five Nights at Freddy's. But the nice thing about this is it's a self-aware kind of parody. Mm-hmm. And even if the director claims it's not a parody, I mean, come on, look what's in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the fact <laughs> that it's watching Nicolas Cage beat up a bunch of animatronics is actually really interesting. And, it's, and if you're expecting that kind of over the top thing with this, that's not what you're going to get. I appreciated yeah. that it tried to kind of take itself seriously, even if some of it, if you look at it too closely from an outside perspective, does feel very silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's quite a silly movie. <laughs> right. And I, I appreciated that it took its time with some stuff. And I, I there are definitely bits that I would look at and go, okay, maybe. Mm, mm, eh. yeah. mm. a- but but overall, I did like it. I thought it was a good time. I, I feel like this, it's hard because this movie, sh- there's this part of my, in my head that's like, this movie should have been rated R <laughs> or, or should not. Okay. Like, uh, like, okay. 
I, it's obviously, it's PG-13 for, or, okay, in America, it's PG-13 for a good reason. It's because it is a horror film, but their fan base is a much younger group that's under the age of 18. So they're like, Mo- well, mostly, mostly. So they, it's like, okay, we got to keep the horror without isolating the fan base. So that would, that's a good, it was a good compromise, but there are moments I'm like, oh, that would have been so great if they were allowed to get a little more. The most infamous kill is that I remember is, uh, is the girl um, getting like eaten and then chopped in half and you only see it in shadow and you're like, oh my God. That was a good kill. <laughs> that was a great kill. I like that it was in shadow, but it would have been nice to like cut to like the body part and then there's blood on the ground. You'd be like, oh shit, to really Surpri- get that. Surprisingly bloodless film. Yeah, very bloodless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apart from some corpses you see later on, and they've been in there for a few days, but they look all right. <laughs> yeah, just buried in among the animatronics. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I see what you're saying there. I know. I feel like now it wouldn't be possible. Like it's definitely again touching back that I've been here since day one. Literally, it's. It's kind of interesting <laughs> to see how the fandom has morphed and changed, especially in like in the, like the age range, I guess, of like the general enjoyers of this game. It like it used to be like very niche, very gatekept, very like it was a bunch of like emo teenagers basically who all loved this game, <laughs> <laughs> and that that was like the, the very start of the fandom. It was a bunch of emo teenagers, <laughs> and I think now it is mostly children and it's that's crazy to me because there are days where i'm like absolutely missing like the old days where it's like oh this was actually like a really scary game <laughs> like if you look back at the difference from fnaf 1 to security breach it's like it's a very different scale of horror and i mm-hmm. definitely miss the days where they just let loose on the horror like yeah. it, i think it stopped being scary for me probably after fnaf Four? I think Sister Location was the first game for me that was like not at all scary in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was, all- like, from there it just started getting like less and less and less on the horror part of it. It focused less on that aspect and more so on like the characters and the lore and like catering to the fans. And I think that is something I am a little disheartened by, I guess. Like I understand like you need to keep a player base. Like that's your revenue, that's your life. Like I I I get it. <laughs> like, get your money. I respect it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's some times where I'm like, yeah. mm, I miss when it was actually really, like, scary and, like, dark and creepy. Like, it was a game about a man, child murderer, who hid their bodies inside animatronics of a restaurant. And those animatronics came and, like, <laughs> screwed you over, basically, for five nights in the middle of the night as a mm-hmm. security guard. Like, it's a dark concept. Okay. And now you look at it, and it's like, wow, it's a a big robotic bear that's helping a child survive the night. I, I yeah, because people want the people want the I I think in a weird way that the random encounter musicals touch on this. They want the they want to, the animatronics to be like almost like what they were intended to be in an unironic sense that the the adorable mascots that they're <laughs> kind of set up to be in when they're not scary. There is a weird moment in the movie where it's like, oh, they're horror, and then it turns out they're nice, and then they decide, let's build a fort, and it's so out of place. It's a weird... Yeah. I think a lot of people are really torn on this subject. I heard a lot about it, 
and it is especially from the people who aren't as into it. But from my point of view, that scene, I thought it was really like, oh my god, like this is, if you think about it, it is the souls of children. Literally, those are children. Like, obviously, uh, they don't right. appear to be but that is how children would act. They'd be like, oh yeah, we're a bunch of kids, like, playing. Of course, like, yeah. the kids would want to build, like, a fort. It's the middle of the night. They're having, they're camping. Like, they're going out yeah. camping together. Like, I, I thought that was super... Honestly, I thought it would be more realistic. As some people obviously yeah. may disagree with that. They're like, oh, it's so silly. They're, like, building a fort. Boo-hoo. But I think, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like it's more realistic. Because, again, it is the souls of children that are haunting those things. And people are mad that they're children acting like children. But I, that makes sense. I think the tricky part is the fact that these these are still animatronics that kill people, too. Yeah. So it's like... And then now, and then- yeah. How much of it? I mean, clearly these 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 characters too. They they don't are they like some amalgamation of the the, the imagined personalities of the of the characters, and, but or and the the souls and the memories of the children. Or is it all just the children? Like that's what I wonder about From with my this point stuff. Of view, is like I believe it really is just the children. Because without mm. the children, obviously those things aren't sentient. They don't have, like, memories. Right. They don't have, like, ways they act. They're just, they're machinery. But the children are the ones right. making them move, bringing them, like, quote-unquote, to life. So, really, I believe that it's all, like, it's 100% like the child that is inside. Now, right. Now, here's my question. What makes them want to kill people? Because, I mean, that's the the crux of the games is you're trying to watch them and make sure you are not killed by these animatronics. Yeah. I think in the movie, they made it seem like it was like, oh, the, the drawings, and they're being like controlled by William Afton. And yeah, that's I what it seemed that, like in the movie. I think that is true in the games as well, because there is a scene in FNAF 3 where we literally see like the ending part of the movie take place in um, FNAF 3. So it's all the animatronics, and they kind of like, you see them kind of have this realization, and they all turn and corner. William Afton into the Springtrap suit. He doesn't start in it like he does in the movie, but you see him, the animatronics chase him basically into a corner. He hides inside the Springtrap suit, and then you have like the spring lock scene where like springs lock on him. You have this like horrendous like death scene. It was, it was a wild time, but I think it is meant to be that they are like controlled by him in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, in the movie, they made it seem like the drawings are, like, how he persuaded them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not totally sure how that would be possible in the game, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think I think in the in the movie, like, I, I wanted to, I kind of want to talk about, well, first of all, I want to talk about Afton. Yeah. Because it all kind of, like, that's the whole thing. He's the villain. He's our, he's our antagonist. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we could talk about the stuff they added to the movie. We could talk about Mike, we could talk about his sister, but I'm not as interested in talking about them as I am in talking about Afton, because for one, it's Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Which is, honestly, I'm always happy to see Matthew Lillard and stuff. And of course, mm-hmm. they allow him to do like the scream knife wipe when he's I in the know. spring suit. I, saw, I was so excited when I saw that. That <laughs> was, was actually out. pretty good. I, uh, we rec- <laughs> uh, Dave and I recently saw him appear in... Uh, Twin Peaks, the revival uh, season. Oh, yeah. And oh, my God, he does such a good job in that. And 
That's that's when it clicks. Like, oh, he actually can't <laughs> he's, act. He's not just <laughs> well because <laughs> in scream, he's just being a dumb teen, and uh-huh. uh, that's killing people. But um, and you hit me with the phone, you dick! I love that line. Um, and uh, he also play, <laughs> and then the other role that I know him from is as Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then also he was in, uh, another movie he was in was uh, I forgot uh, uh, she's all that as like mm. I think she was he was the dickish boyfriend that yeah I, I can't, it's, it's been so long since I've seen that movie yeah. but I think he's in the movie too same thing he was a mm. high school kid yeah. um, and so that was the first time I'm like oh I get to see him more act like do actual acting and I'm like oh oh he actually knows what he's doing <laughs> so I was excited to see him I'm like. It's like he's gonna be in Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay, this might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I th- I thought he did a good job, like because it's I mean it's just him. But I I think I'm still a little bit like so again like like cleric said, who the fuck is William Afton? <laughs> so here's what I know, what I remember from the lore. So Afton's the guy who killed the kids. Mm-hmm. Afton apparently really enjoys killing people, or specifically children. Because mm-hmm. that's just who he is. He's 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 Freddy Krueger, basically. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Freddy doesn't really have a motive, as far as I know. He just kills uh, people. He, well, it's okay. He, in the original, remember, yeah. Wes Craven said he wanted him to be, you know, the w- more worst case scenario, and the studio said, no, just have him kill children. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Fred and and Craven was like, no, well, you don't understand. I want to make this guy evil as all get out. And to me, you know, have him being him being someone who abducts children is like, and you know, yeah. is the worst kind of person, like the most evil kind of thing in the world. Yeah. And I agree, but some, and somehow just murdering them is less, I, you with, know, with, but with, yeah. With William F. I mean, the idea of the, these characters is they are serial, serial killers. And then if going into true crime, if you think of previous, like serial killers are the most infamous ones, their desire, their choice to kill is not, isn't, Basically, it's just something that's in their head that you can never explain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you, I, I, just knowing what you know or possibly know about Afton, would you say that that's fair? Like that he's just like you don't kind of know why he does it; he just does it. Yeah, I, I absolutely think that's a hundred percent accurate. Honestly, it's <laughs> okay. never, to my knowledge, it is never explained really why. And, and honestly, <laughs> it's goes on a murder spree. Well, and it honestly, that's he probably, does it because he loves it. <laughs> I guess so. Honestly. <laughs> I think that's probably for Everybody's the best. Everybody's got to have a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but is, but is, is practicing the occult also something he does? Because did he know that he was going to make a killer animatronic ghost children when he did this? Not that I believe. I don't think so, no. I don't okay. think anything like cultish was um, a part of his intended plan. Okay. So that's something that the movie deviates from. Well, Willy's yeah. Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland, the killers were into the occult, but that's that's oh. that movie. Well, with Willy's Wonderland, they were just killing a bunch of people, and they said, hey, what if we, like, sacrifice ourselves to the occult, and then... Then we become the animatronics. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's the Willy Wonder, Willy's Wonderland lore. Yeah. There's not much to it. Mm. But yeah, I just, I'm just, I was just I'm trying to wrap my head around, like, how much... Because, like, in the movie, it seems like at a certain point he realized, oh, yeah, uh, now these things are haunted and I can control them. And is it like, a, was that like a happy accident or? I, I to, again, to my knowledge, I believe so. I, I really don't think any of it was intentional. I think he 
killed the kids, had kind of a, a panic moment, like, oh god, what am I going to do? And it's like, hmm, where will the police never look? <laughs> and I shoved him inside. I, I think that was a, a moment of panic <laughs> in my eyes. I like to believe it was a moment of panic. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And actually, um, you gotta wonder, because this is a PG-13 film, mm-hmm. in a rated R version, would we have seen some... Oh my gosh, I some, wish, I so wish this movie was rated R and they went, like, full <laughs> horror with it. I, I wish like it we, was so much scarier. <laughs> like, we peel back, I don't know, like, Freddy's chassis and see, like, a decayed child corpse in there. Oh god! Like, that would have been horrendous, but I would have yeah. loved it, you know? Yeah. No, it would have been great for, uh, for, for horror. Or even if there was a moment where we don't even see it, like, someone opens the chassis, we get, like, a POV shot looking out at Mike, and Mike just looks horrified, and there's, like, mm-hmm. something vague dripping past the camera. Yeah. Something dark yeah, that you or like, can't like an see. arm falls out or something. Oh, like yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, I, I, there's I a way you could. So sick. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, okay, sorry, ADHD again. <laughs> Apparently, I have heard rumors that they did also make a rated R version, and it's going to work kind of like Megan did, to the sense where in theaters it was only shown as PG thirteen, and when you bought like the the DVD the physical yeah like copy of the DVD of it it comes with like in the bonus features you can watch the rated R like director's cut of it and apparently oh. it is longer Ooh. to my knowledge there are some cut scenes apparently i i don't really know too much about this but that is just what i've heard around the grapevine so interesting i that's... i believe there may be a rated R version like they did with Megan that'd be interesting i would be interested in revisiting the movie and seeing what rated if there if it was if there is a rated R cut I'd be curious yeah mm-hmm. just to see what, how far they would go with it uh now if I recall in the movie it takes place in two thousand one is that the year what what time it's definitely the early two thousands based on my estimation I of it like nineties late nineties maybe. At a bare minimum ninety eight ninety nine. Yeah, it's, that's what I was thinking. That's an interesting choice, though. Yeah, like, it was. Well, because the movies or the games are set like in early nineties, and the if I recall, it, it is set in early nineties, and then there's times it goes to the eighties, of course, and all that. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's like why not send it in like ninety two, ninety three? This feels like you're watching it, and you're not quite sure what time period this is set. Yeah, it's a little. Strange. Strange in that sense, where which would be fine because I mean, there's a lot of movies and stories where it's like, oh, you wouldn't have guessed it was this time period, but it doesn't matter to the story. But in the games, it does matter though. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why. Well, the other thing is, I don't. We don't. I mean, you could kind of guess you kind of estimate how long it's been because Mike was like what a teenager, maybe early teens, when his brother got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. What was Afton doing in Nebraska? I- <laughs> That is a part of the movie I cannot explain to you. Um, there I think we talked about uh, it at the time. I think didn't we talk all talk about it at the time? Like, why in the so world enough. was he in Nebraska? Yeah, no, there are definitely quite a few points in the movie that I absolutely could not explain to you. I cannot explain to you why Vanessa is there or oh, yeah. why she's suddenly related to Afton. Yeah, can we can we pull the pin out of Vanessa real quick? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Vanessa. Was yeah. Vanessa as weird an inclusion to you as she was to us? Because there was something 100%. just really weird about Vanessa. 100%. She does not fit in <laughs> at all, timeline-wise. The FNAF timeline is a very like complicated, very mishmashy 
pile of nonsense. I'm sure. (laughs) Nobody has quite figured out the timeline, to my knowledge, honestly. Everybody kind of has a different timeline in the fandom for this game, because, Mm -hmm. again, Scott is a very mysterious man. So, everybody kind of has a different one. Sorry. I was thinking of that Charlie Day meme where it's like (laughs) the cork board, like Kaiser Soze, where it's like, okay, like with pins. Yeah, uh, he he turns... Because because you re- you realize the only uh, we don't actually know who all the murdered children are, but it turns out that uh, Afton went to Nebraska because he was specifically looking for children named Pepe Sylvia. Sorry, I, that's a bad joke. I, I didn't. That's what Charlie's <laughs> ranting about. It's all Pepe Sylvia. Oh God, I it's been so long since I've seen I've seen um um I, that went over everyone's head. I apologize. I'll see myself out. This is your this is your podcast, Ash. You you have my position now. This is your podcast. Bye. Oh no. Get back here. I've never run a podcast before. I, and it's not hard. No, I mean, <laughs> not this one, especially. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I guess the joke is like, I could see like fans trying to figure out, okay, so if it, this happened at this time, <laughs> then, then then that means that it happened at that time. So that means he was this much. Oh, that is very accurate. Honestly, I, the amount of um, Google slideshows I have seen for people <laughs> trying to figure out this timeline is atrocious. Um, oh, man. I know people who could go on for hours trying to figure out this timeline. And me, myself, I have not put too much time and care into trying to figure that out. I've, I've just decided I'm just going to take what the games give me and do with it what I will. I think that's a good plan. I think trying to look at it too deeply, because I feel like sometimes people, uh, I, I always appreciated the series when it was a little simpler and they weren't mm-hmm. all these weird, weird caveats and spinoffs at well, that point. It's it, like, it was nice that there was also something underneath like that. If you just play the game, it's just, Oh, you're just a security guard trying to go through, go through and play the game. And hopefully you don't die. And yeah. for some reason you have to control doors, even though, <laughs> it's it's best this is the worst it's best not system. to think about how terrible that security system is it's almost like the man who designed this place was insane and yeah it's like <laughs> why why didn't you just include regular doors why do i have to i know they're like these like mechanical doors yeah and i'm like why can't they just shut why does it need <laughs> that much power to shut one or the other yeah. why can't <laughs> I, I, I'm so sorry. I, I maybe I did this too because I was thinking about Nebraska. My my in my head, uh, Afton was visiting a serial convention. Am I like in American <laughs> Gods or not American Gods in Sandman? In Sandman, and he was just he was he was a guest of honor. And the convention happened to be in Nebraska that year. And he's at the con, and one of he stops and goes, "You know, I haven't killed a kid in a while." And he has to go find one. Uh, Gotta go on like a little lunch break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just one kid. I'll you know kidnap him, and at one of the conventions done, I'll take him back to my restaurant, and and. Uh, well, actually, we, we still don't know exactly what happened to uh, Mike's oh, little yeah, brother. Right? The brother, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. There are sequels. Yes. Uh, there will be sequels. There will be. Um, but, oh. the, but the idea behind the original game, like I said, if you just play it, it's just simple. Oh, try to survive five nights and don't get killed by these creepy animatronics. Yeah, that and, works. Uh, but then there is a extra layer if you wanted to, to look through and get yeah. the if you wanted to look through the lore and the fact that there is this, um, unfortunately horrible at incident that occurs in, well, it was, uh, there was a horrible incident that occurred in real life that inspired this basically, um, in, I think it was 93. Oh like, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm uh, Matt Pat delved into it, but, uh, <laughs> but, but it is true, but it is true that 
it, it, like a the, like um that I can see how that inspired it. Was that a Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. Um. Oh, absolutely. So um. Um. I guess I. Oh, but yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Sorry. Dialing back because I, yeah. I. I feel like a Vanessa. Yeah. Yes, that's. Vanessa. I'm still weirded out by her in the movie. I'm glad that she. That her being there doesn't make sense. Yeah, to no, you. it doesn't make sense to anyone. Honestly, I'm, it does her, not make sense. Her performance is also really weird. Like, I don't understand her. I mean, clearly I, she's some. If she's motive, Afton's, yeah. if she's Afton's daughter, then she's been through some shit. So, but so, like, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that with her character just feel like okay. As a police officer, if as if she's a police officer, I'm like, why aren't you doing your fucking job why 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 are you spending so much time here go do your job i know i I feel like she's so much free time she's just hanging around yeah and then not only that like she's like oh i tried to tell you i think there was a point i actually yelled out in the movie theater i'm like no you didn't yeah (laughs) when she's like i tried to tell you in my own way no you didn't that wasn't a that wasn't a warning that was a commotion (laughs) just it's like just don't do it like yeah, play along. Don't you ever bring your sister back here again. Okay, change. I know that scene was like really like it felt like a light switch was flipped right there. Like, oh, it was a happy, like, sweet moment. And then they walk out and it's like all of a sudden just anger. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. What was what was what was knowing what Vanessa knows about the whole situation as we know through the movie, because she was she was implicit in what her dad is doing. If not directly, then at least by like her silence or whatever. Or her being a cop and covering up for him. Because she's not a very good cop. She's only no. a cop because she covers up for her dad uh, what cop, killing people. What cop stops by and then just check on the security guard and says, oh yeah, just call me Vanessa. I'm like, no, The no. kind of cop that's not a very good cop, but a plant from her psycho dad. So. I think it kind of does have to... I think her character a little bit, which... Sorry, let me restart the sentence. Because it is not okay. <laughs> I think her character takes mildly from her in-game persona. So her in-game persona was that she was a game dev on the Help Wanted project. And she was like, she watched her friend, I think his name was Jeremy, which was a little strange because there was another FNAF character called Jeremy. He is the security guard in FNAF 2. But for some reason they named another character Jeremy and he was a game dev for Help Wanted. And... She slowly kind of watched him delve into madness. Like every single day he would come into the office and he was just like, like heavier bags under his eyes, like less talking, got like really pale and like sick looking. And then all of a sudden one day he wasn't there. And she was like, okay, this is a little strange. And she starts to play the game a little bit more and she starts noticing things that are like, hey, we didn't put this into the game. What is this? And there was this, like, mysterious, like, code kind of that was there, and she couldn't figure out where it came from or why it was there, but it was always silently watching. And at some point, I guess, this is where things get a little bit mushy in my mind, but at some point, I guess, he somehow gained control over her mind through her playing the game. And this is, this is, Af- this is Afton who gained yes, control? kind of. It is a program, or, like, it is coded like a coded program that was inputted in, into the game that they were making so what, by what Afton. Was, what does the okay? I, I'm now trying to find the connection between mm-hmm. these game devs and the 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 Freddy Fazbear's. What is it? Are, is it the, I mean, the are they making the games that for the arcade 
or what, what they're making literally the the game we are playing in like help wanted is the game that they were making oh they were literally making a game to make light of all of like the horror stories that were cre- quote unquote created about their like their restaurants oh okay. so the game we are playing in help wanted one the vr game is the game that the game devs were working on gotcha okay that, yeah. that makes sense okay i was because uh, i was like wait what is what are no, games totally confusing? Yeah, <laughs> that is that is what they were working on, and she somehow gets like controlled by this program that was inputted into the game by William Afton, and that like code was technically Glitchtrap, who we do see in the games. He is not like a real thing. He's not like a physical being. He is just code. That is all he is. And that that tracks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he was basically controlling a lot of her actions from then on out. And we I think in the end of Help Wanted, we it kind of gets revealed that like, oh, she's she, it, her like I think her in-game file people like obviously people fans of the game, they look into like everything. <laughs> every picture, every piece of media that comes out, every file in these games is looked at by the fans. And mm-hmm. somebody found that her name, I think her technically, like, her file name, Vanessa's, was Unwilling Follower or something. Or, like, what was... Hold on. Let me look it up, what it actually was. I think it's something along the lines of she's called the Unwilling Follower. Let me see. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get this wrong, because people are going to be like, her name's actually this. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. I mean, people are probably um, already... If anyone who's listening is a, is a big fan of, of the FNAF series, uh, this it's a, I'm glad we have Ashley, because I'm sure they're sitting here yeah, glaring at us like, why, doy? Why don't you two get it? You know? I'm sorry, I didn't play the, all the games. I, I suck. I'm sorry, I, I, I have a... I'm, I, I'm interested in doing... Other things, personally, got, it's not I, my particular point of interest. We we got obsessed with other stuff, other games. Other okay, okay. Her name was the reluctant follower. The reluctant follower. Okay. Yeah, so she was kind of following what he did, not totally wanting to do so. And okay. that's kind of where it left off and help wanted. And we didn't hear anything about Vanny or her character at all until Security Breach came out. So that was like how many games came in between that? I think two, maybe. So, so is, we didn't hear anything about her. Sorry. Is is the inclination that uh, he's William Afton kind of has a cult? I don't think it's a cult. It's more so he's using her as like a tool, like okay. to work together. Obviously, it's against her will, and she can't do anything about it. But she's absolutely like his like partner in crime, sort of thing. Okay, okay. Like, he's this using is... her to like help him with her his crimes. This is very uh, this is very jigsaw in this. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely, <Okay>. it is. <laughs> oh, that's actually okay. Yeah, that's a better way to. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it is very jigsaw. Because, um, like, the the thing I guess I, I I don't stop to think about is like not only is Afton like the guy uh, who you know a guy who kills people and wears a rabbit costume that happens to uh, you know Springlock kill him later on. I'm not I'm not talking about the movie at this point. I'm just talking about Afton in general. But he's also like a programmer and a yeah robotics guy <laughs> i i guess so i don't know apparently i think in the movie it talks about like oh he had a love for like he put his two loves together which was like family friendly fun and like animatronic building or something i yeah. think that was talked about in like the like little vhs that he put in yeah i enjoyed the very dated uh yeah. quality of that video too that was great so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I, pre- I appreciate the use of a vcr with <laughs> Yes. 
But um, we didn't really hear anything about Vanessa until Security Breach came out, and it was like revealed that we didn't know Vanessa's name at this point until Security Breach came out. We had just heard of her reference to as Vanny. And then Security Breach came out, and we met Vanessa. She's a security guard. She's a night guard at um, the Mega Pizzaplex, or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> they have so many names now, but um, mm-hmm. I think it's the Mega Pizzaplex. And she's I, a night guard here. I am trying to figure out what the equivalent is with this Pizzaplex, because when it, this people have described it to me, so I'm like, so it's like Chuck E. Cheese again? And they're like, no, it's bigger than that, because there's like rides and stuff like this that. Is, this is like if the Fazbear genre, despite all the stuff around it, had like capitulated itself and became, or, you know, grew itself and became more like a, uh, the way I would describe it is like Disney quest. Yes. Honestly. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I love Disney quest. Just like indoor. (laughs) Yes. Arcade virtual play area theme park. Okay. Yeah. Like the failed Disney quest. I've always described it as like, think of it as almost like a theme, an indoor theme park or like a mall almost. It's very like, it feels like a mall. Like it's usually, I think it's like two or three floors. And I think especially like the main, like atrium area. Mm -hmm. It's very mall to me, but it's it it definitely has mall vibes. Well, there are like uh, those like arcades that are like those big arcades or like Dave and Buster's or stuff like that, that are in malls of all places. Actually, there's quite a few of them. So that would, I could see that like, oh, you have to go to the mall in order to enjoy this pizza plex pizza plex place yeah <laughs> that was quite yeah that, i know it's like it's like a dave and busters but if the dave and busters was the entire mall <laughs> and also had an 80s glam rock vibe to it uh-huh does the and game change take place during the 80s i don't think so no i think um it's closer to more like current time when oh playing- it's the 20 year rule in effect what what do you mean <laughs> You know, the or not quite the 20 year rule, but, you know, the idea that like uh, at a certain time, you know, because like right now, or at least for a lot of the 2000s, people have been obsessed with like the vibe and the and the uh, culture, the perceived pop culture of the 80s. Yeah. So this is like Fazbear Entertainment having a newer, newer attraction. And I assume it's still Fazbear Entertainment, right? Like the company yeah. or whatever. They're mm-hmm. they're like, hey, but we're going to take this thing, but we're going to mod- but we're going to keep it, give it that retro vibe. It's going to be like yeah. it's del- it was a deliberate choice to make it feel 80s even though it's a modern yes it is definitely i believe more like a modern time um in (laughs) i think it's definitely closer to like nowadays but um yeah we meet vanessa in security breach and she's a night guard there and basically i think we're playing as the character his name is gregory and he's just a kid who has like no background no nothing he just kind of like shows up he shows up somehow he sneaks into the building and gets into like freddy's dressing room that makes sense he just kind of shows up in there and freddy's like who are you again why are you here (laughs) (laughs) and um we kind of see that gregory is kind of afraid of her for some reason and i don't really feel like that's explained he's just kind of like oh he's she's gonna get me like oh she's gonna get me but never explains why mm. um so the whole game you're basically hiding and running from vanessa and i guess there is a lot of like controversy controversy with security breach because it was intended to be such a bigger game than it was when it came out it was it probably could have used like another year of like development 
because mm-hmm. this game came out and it it did not work oh. <laughs> for anyone. It it didn't work. There were so many holes, and the game was very very rushed by like the fandom. People were demanding that this game come out way earlier than the people like the creators Steel Wool were ready to release this game, and it it definitely showed at release time. Like yeah. it's a great game. I really enjoyed it, but mm. at the same time, it was it if it would have had like another year, it would have been mm. so much better. Vanny was like intended. So, sorry, do you want to go? Oh no, I, I'm sorry. I um, I was just thinking like, well, when the first few games came out, like the turnaround time for the sequels was like five months or something like that. Like mm-hmm. the first one came out, and then five months later, new sequel, and you're like, oh wow, that was quick. Yeah. No, that was crazy, and I, maybe people were expecting it to be something like that, but it I don't think people were expecting the game to be as big as it was at the same time. Right. Uh, the game came out, and it, many things were cut. There were a bunch of unused like areas in the map. Like I think it was intended for Roxy Raceway to actually have like a level where you are racing, and it, it barely got used. Like You walk through there once or twice in the game, you see like the crash scene with Roxy and that's it. But mm-hmm. it's a huge space. Like the map is massive. There is a full track in there and multiple like modeled out vehicles and things that absolutely many people believe like this could have actually been like a mini game, like a racing mini game in here. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. There are so many just unused features. People found like a bunch of like unused models that were like hidden in the files. And it's just a lot of it went unused. And Vanny, in the trailers, if you go back and watch the trailers, she seemed like she was going to be a huge, like, integral part, big bad of the game. And she had maybe five minutes of screen time. (laughs) Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it it really was. And because the trailers, again, made it seem like she's like, she's the big bad now. Like, we're moving on, kind of. From the whole like William Afton thing, she's she's the one like coming up, and in the game it like totally changed. Again, five minutes of screen time, she runs past you like once or twice, and <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. There's no like, there's no boss battle with her. There's no like super intense like running scene. There's like one scene I think where he gets like locked in the lost and found by Vanessa, waiting until like morning when the police will come for him. Because she's huh. been chasing him all night. She basically catches him, puts him in there, and is like, you're staying in there until it's morning. I can't deal with you. <laughs> and uh, somehow Vanny comes out at that point, and you have to like break out of that room really quickly. But that is like the only time that I recall really being an intense scene with Vanny. Interesting. Okay. So, so yeah, that, that, that equally makes her inclusion in the movie... Or Vanessa, Vanessa's inclusion in the movie, even weirder. Yeah. Just, there's just something really off about that character. And it kind of threw me because I just did, there was like, it felt like there was no consistency with her, how she was played. And I don't know how intentional that was. I don't want to pin it on the actress. It's more just, I think the writing yeah. is really weird there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have, and I know we've been here for a bit, but I had, I had one, there's one big question I've been meaning to ask. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with Golden Freddy? <laughs> um, because I remember Golden Freddy being a thing in the first game, and to me, that was the beginning of people like, "Oh, it's speculation." I'm like, but we don't. It's just a, it's just a recolor of Freddy. And then, of course, 
you know, I, I this is what I hear on the side as other games come out. It's like, you know, oh, suddenly I'm hearing about Shadow Freddy and Nightmare Bonnie and Nightmare Foxy. And, and it's like, who are all the, what, huh? What are all these spin, what? And huh? the wild part is in the movie, though. And I, I this is kind of, no. This, uh, this is why I'm asked, because Golden, yeah. All things considered. The animatronics look great. I think, oh, for the God. most part, yeah. look really good in this. Especially, I'm going to be biased here because, again, especially Foxy. I think Foxy looked amazing. Oh my gosh! In this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it actually felt like animatronics. Like I had fun watching Willy's Wonderland, but you could totally tell it's people in costumes. In <laughs> um, with uh, but the one thing is, you see Golden Freddy when he goes to her house. Or this young the the little girl's house, yeah. and for a second you think, oh, this is just a messed up version of Freddy, and because we've never seen this character before, and then later on it, it it's not really made sense to, oh no no no, this is Golden Freddy, and it feels like the fans would know that, but as a, as a general viewer, that that didn't click until yeah. someone brought it up, like oh that was Golden Freddy, like that was a different <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I can totally understand, like, why people who aren't, like, huge into all, like, the lore and the games and whatnot might not understand who he is. I, I obviously, I absolutely, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh my god, it's Golden Freddy. Like, oh my god, this is crazy. It's so yeah. cool to see him in this game, or in the movie, in the game. Yeah. Yes, please help us, because I'm, I, my head hurts. I'm like, what is, what it, it's like something well, so I- so why I, wasn't he golden in the movie? Is well, he not golden in the- games he i thought he was golden in the movie kind he of was, he wasn't was, like as bright it was very dull but he was definitely uh, a different color than freddy he was like kind of faded yellow ish I, I don't know I, I didn't think about it much either i just knew that he was a little more messed up looking and had like blue glowing and the eye sockets. i probably should look at images again maybe but like to me i until you're right until someone pointed out it was golden freddy i was like oh okay i still don't i still don't quite understand because like i remember it, it I remember in the games, Golden Freddy was just this random thing that would pop up every so often. It was like a rare encounter in mm-hmm. the in the first FNAF. So yeah, I I do remember that. That was it was so crazy. I love the first FNAF game, but yes. um, I to my knowledge, I think he is like he's so obviously William Afton has his own like family outside of the restaurant and whatnot. He has a That's wife surprising. who's never talked about, never like. Literally, she's never talked about. We know nothing about his wife, uh, Mrs. Oh. Afton. But um, some people speculate that she, we know. I, I think we know that she's dead. Uh, uh, she's dead. I, I don't know. Mm. If she died. But some people speculate that she's Ballora. Not totally sure on that subject, though. But anyways, moving on. Hold from on. Who, who's Ballora? Ballora is the ballerina from Sister Location. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I have. I have. I have zero knowledge of Sister Location. So just Fair know enough. that. Yeah. Okay, well, good thing. I won't be talking about that too much more. It's okay. Thank you for keeping it on the rails. <laughs> yeah, but um, he had three children. Um, those three children were Michael Afton. Um, I think one of them is named Crying Child in the game. Some people think his name is Evan. Some people, he doesn't have a confirmed name. I think his name is Evan. And then he has a daughter, the youngest, named Elizabeth. Oh, she's the middle child, actually. I think Evan is the youngest. Anyways, mm. three children, two boys, one girl. And I think it was on Evan's birthday. Uh, Mike, Michael, Mike, he grew up as kind of like, he was a teenager. He was far older than like the other two kids. And it was on Evan's birthday that they were like, at Freddy's, like, yippee. 
big celebration, and Evan did not want to be there. He was terrified of animatronics, like, was hiding under tables and things. Like, I, t- he did not want to be there. And Michael was there with his friends, and they, like, lifted him up, and they're like, hey, like, you should give, like, a kiss to Freddy, because they're, like, you know, like, teenagers. He, he wasn't, like, a great older brother. He just kind of bullied him. <laughs> yeah, lot. yeah. And it was at that point, that was, like, the, the bite of... That was the bite of 87, I think. Oh. I don't know. Some people might get mad at me and say, like, that was the 83 one. There's two bites, but I think that was the bite of <laughs> So I'm over here just, like, slowly sinking into the floor, like, just going, oh, my God, there's two, two bites now? There are two bites, yes. One was either by Foxy or Bangle. I think that was the bite of 83 or 73. I don't remember which one it was. Oh, oh my gosh. But there are two bites. <laughs> To my but I think the one with Evan and like Freddy was the bite of 87 and it did end up killing him and that kind of threw the whole family into like a, a ringer basically like oh my god we just lost a child like it was intense like mourning and whatnot and at some point sister location was built and if you're familiar with the character Baby Obviously, William Afton is still running this location. He still created these animatronics. And apparently, we know that she was not allowed near the animatronics. She was the favorite child. She was the only girl. She was, like, the little one. William Afton loved her, did not like his sons. And she was was the favorite child. And he told her, like, you're not allowed around these animatronics. Like, don't go near them. And one day, she, like, didn't listen and went too close to Baby. And Baby ended up killing her. So oh. she is in that animatronic. So now he's got one kid left, and I, again, wait, we know wait. nothing about the wife. Whoa, 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 back up. Wait, why did, why did Baby kill her? If, was there already a kid in Baby? No, there was not a kid inside of Baby. We're not, I'm not totally sure what really happened. There is only, like, a tiny little, like, pixelated, like, cutscene in that game that shows, like, Baby like doing her thing like performing and whatnot and a little girl comes up to her and all of a sudden like her whole body like opens up and like this huge thing like comes out of her stomach and grabs elizabeth (laughs) and that's all i really know it's kind of a scary scene um but that is there is no like before elizabeth there is no soul like then how is she able how is she able to do that? Uh, I, well, I, I, key, I think key. these animatronics were built to kill. Okay. Oh. So yeah. Afton built the. So okay. What? What? Presumably, Afton was already totally into his side hobby of murdering children mm-hmm. before his kids were dead, right? Yes, I believe so. So this is like that thing. He's like, oh, I'm a family man on the side. And ah, these are my kids, except I hate my sons because I'm a total douche. But again, again that like they're it's fitting. I mean, you know, I think Ted Bundy, for Christ's sake. I know yeah. it makes sense. I mean, he fits this. He has all the serial killer tropes. I mean, but he's designing these lethal animatronics to just help him with his side hobby of killing I mean, children. And- I don't know if that's what their intention was. I'm not totally sure what <laughs> like, their intended purpose was. He's going to sell them to the military. <laughs> Can <laughs> you imagine a baby just in the front lines? Oh my god! I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm picturing like you know, like mass produced like Fazbear uh, yeah. animatronics just sprinting across a battlefield now, like opening up and making the noises they make in the game before they dive on someone. I feel like this is less about the movie and more trying to understand. Yeah, well, game. I mean, the key part of this whole discussion is because the, there's I, I, admittedly. 
there's not a lot to talk about at the movie without talking about Five Nights, the the, <laughs> the games that inspired. That's them. true. Because like yeah. with Willy's Wonderland, you you get that, but you don't have to talk about it. You can talk about the movie in a, in a vacuum. We can't talk about this without a talk. That's why we've been here for a while. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> on a general a general okay, the general story is uh, guy has been obsessed with trying to figure out the kidnapping of his brother and this has led to uh basic basically led to a whole failure of jobs and then along with that um his uh he has this bad history of like his mom died and then his dad just peaced out (laughs) and now it's he's in a custody battle with his aunt of who's going to take a uh take a uh Take custody of um his his younger sister. I am blanking on the younger sister's name right now. Abigail or Abigail? Abigail. Abigail. That's right. Which that's actually (laughs) here's the thing. That's I feel that sad when you think of the context because you got you got um uh, Mike when he was a younger kid with his younger brother who was kidnapped and then all then uh you have his Abigail who's clearly a lot younger than him. Meaning the parents decide to have another child in order to replace. <laughs> yeah. She was a replacement child. And I'm like, that's so sad. I know. And it didn't, and of course it didn't work. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, I don't know. There's not a lot of touch on, I mean, that that's pretty straightforward in the story. Mm-hmm. I think. And it adds a human element to otherwise the faceless main yeah, character yeah. of you know, the first, the first game for gives us a security guard to focus yeah. on, but, but I, I digress. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, and I'm glad you, you put that out there. Cause yeah, we haven't really talked about that. And I, I just, I, I'm more interested because again, well, I'm more interested. All right. Cause like I'm, you're, you're, you're doing a great job by the way, Ash, I'm sorry. We keep, I, I keep derailing you. No, it's fine. <laughs> we keep, but okay. So, uh, so that's two kids down one left that he doesn't give a shit about. Apparently. Yes. And to my knowledge, at some point, like, Mike leaves, and I think he, he must change his last name to Schmidt at some point. And he becomes the guard in the very first game. Oh. oh. That, is, like, that is the same Mike. So it's a little strange in the movie why they're not related. Well, I, saw uh, how, I saw how he reacted when he saw the name Mike Schmidt, and he, like, freaks out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I thought we there was a deeper connection than just, I kidnapped your brother. Yeah. It's a little strange, though, because, like, we see Mike's dad in the movie, and it's not William Afton. <laughs> I mean... And those it, are also not his siblings. I, I, we don't know who Abigail is. She is not in the game. She is not in the books. Like, she's... She was made up for the movie, and so was the older... Or the little brother, Gregory, or whatever his name was. Was his name Gregory? No, it wasn't. I don't think his name was... I don't no. remember it being Gregory. Uh, I don't remember what his name was, but the little... The, his littler brother is also made up in the movies. We have no idea who he is. So yeah. it's basically in the movie, it was like Mike got plopped into some other family and apparently Vanessa and William were instead related. Here, here's a, th- a thought. Weird. <laughs> if they want to keep that, what if it turned, okay, sequel, sequel, mm-hmm. possibility. What if it turns out that Mike is William Afton's child, but it's from like, basically he's a child from before she, his mom got married. Oh, so like, his dad was his stepdad and yeah. they never told him that that was just his stepdad. Yeah. Interesting. And then that, that that's one of the reasons why he kind of pieced out because he lost his only son and then they had a daughter and then it's like, 
it's like mom's dead and it's like well this really isn't he's mike's older i don't care that's just i don't know it is a little strange i don't know that's that's like a part in the movie that that gets me i'm just like huh (laughs) (laughs) so so golden the golden freddy though okay oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yes um golden freddy is said to be haunted by the um the soul of the youngest son evan we're just going to keep calling him Evan. Some people can, if you're angry about that, stay angry. I, I don't know what it is. We don't know what his name, his name is. And I'm not going to keep saying crying child. You heard it here, folks. Ash told you to die mad. <laughs> just, <laughs> you can call him whatever you like, but I'm going to continue calling him Evan because that's, that's fine. <laughs> but um, Evan is said to haunt um, Golden Freddy's body because I guess at that point, for his birthday, they were at like the very first location, which was Fred Bear's Family Diner, which came before Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, and that's where like the Golden Spring the Spring Bonnie performed and Golden Freddy. Like they were both like yellow. Those are the two animatronics in the restaurant. Those are the ones that performed. That was the one that bit um, Evan, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And so that is why it is said that Evan haunts that one. And it's also, some people theorized, actually, it's obviously not at all confirmed, but um, it is theorized that where he is, like, obviously you see where all the animatronics start in FNAF 1, like, the three main ones are on the stage, Foxy's in his cove, but everybody's like, well, where's Golden Freddy and all this? Some people think he was actually in the kitchen, because the kitchen camera was, um, like, it was the one that was blanked out. It said, like, we have no video for the screen, we can only have audio. And, um... Yeah, people think he was hiding in there. Some people also think that the puppet, for some reason, was hiding in there. I, I can't explain that one, but anyways. <laughs> we're not, since he's not in the movie, we're not even going to get into the puppet. Yeah, no, honestly. Yeah, That's no. for another time. <laughs> she's She's got her own, like, whole huge backstory that we will not touch on today. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, Golden Freddy <laughs> to be Evan, which is also a little strange in the movie, because, mm-hmm. like, we don't it doesn't the movie does not touch on who he is at all okay but in the games it's supposed to be his youngest son okay it it was a little weird how the golden freddy seemed to be both tangible but also not tangible he definitely seemed to be the most mysterious of all the uh the other ones were definitely more there but golden freddy seemed to kind of blip in and out of existence um vanishing when no one was looking so definitely the ghostliest of the of the animatronics if if golden freddy in the movie universe is even a real animatronic mm-hmm. it could just be a manifestation i don't really know it could be yeah honestly well honestly we saw um cory kenshin in the movie he played the taxi driver we saw that he saw him at least so oh yeah like, he, obviously he was very surprised by his presence and he shook the whole car so yeah <laughs> i would think that he's like an actual physical being but at the same time it is strange that he just like appears and disappears uh, one of the so uh, with this movie, there's two uh, again spoilers. Uh, there's two YouTube appearances. You got Matt Pat and Corey Kenshin. That's his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were people who made this it basically fan the flames of the the FNAF <laughs> fandom. Um, and I there was a point I read a reviewer. Someone said this is not. Um, it seems that a lot of the fans aren't really players, but people who watch YouTube videos about the mm-hmm. game. I think that um, is absolutely true. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think 
most people have just seen other people play the game and not and actually I, play it themselves. Yeah, I think that's right. Did I? Did I? There and there's that part of my brain that I'm like, did I play this game? I, I I'll thought, be honest. I don't think either of us ever played it. Like, oh there's a part of me that remembers playing the game, but I'm like, wait, you didn't? Did you? You bought it though, didn't you? No, uh, I was gifted. You were gifted, a, yeah. Gifted so, we, a so we did play like a day or something like that. Maybe I don't even remember installing it though, but I we could have. Yeah, it ju- I just remember playing. But I, we played but, we played Doki Doki Literature Club. Yes, we played that oh, together. That as do we. Oh yeah, it was that that game that game was great. So, oh my god, it's so good. And you got next time we have you on the show, we'll just talk about if, TDLC. I would, I would if, go on for hours about that game too. <laughs> don't you even worry. If, oh, if, good, if good. they made a DDLC movie, then yeah, I'm going to jump oh on board on that. I I would love to see that. I just I would probably go in with the same expectations of like, oh my god, they're going to ruin it. <laughs> so well, you, I, I would hope that they. Yeah, would. I, I have no idea how you do that because you're going to have to find a way to get the to have the meta horror work because that's the strength of it. It's meta. That's horror. true. It's fourth wall breaking horror, and I don't know if there's a way you can do that unless you pull a William Castle esque stunt where suddenly Monica flies over the audience on strings or something. <laughs> I just think I, she like appears with a theater. Oh God! <laughs> just, like, I, like all the lights go out, but she's just like there on the stage. <laughs> oh my gosh! And you know, but the problem is, you know, that she, as soon as she appears, uh, someone is going to be like, "Oh my God, there she is, my waifu!" <laughs> yeah. It, the, it's because there's one point Not during that hard. during that game, my because uh, uh, I was the one who bought it and my. The character says my name. I'm like, what the hell? What the <laughs> hell is going on? Oh my god! What? I'm like, and then David's like, well, your name's attached to the to the uh, Steam account, so it's probably why she used your yeah. name. I'm like, but that's so creepy. <laughs> 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 like that. There was that also, did. Are you familiar with the recording Easter egg in that game? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, the recording yes. Easter egg. Yeah. I I love that. I love that one so much. I tried oh, to get yeah. it in my playthrough and I just could not. We actually read, and again, I will, I will go back because I do want to put a, a bow on the the discussion of FNAF because I think mm-hmm. we're getting to the logical conclusion. But um, we actually, uh, years ago, Kayla and I read the creepypasta that the creator wrote uh, on the show, uh, the one that's hidden, that's actually used in the text of the game that's all garbled. Oh, it's the one about I, I killed someone to see what it was like. Oh. You remember that? Yeah. 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 So the creator actually wrote a creepypasta and that scene with you where uh, Yuri is dead. And then there's like text, text, random text. Yeah. And yeah. it turns out it it's the it, that's his creepypasta story. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I might have to go find that. And we, that. Well, if you'd like, we can send you the uh, the episode that we the read episode. the story. Okay, yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> that was from years ago, by the way. So. I'll, I'll find it. I don't think it's on YouTube anymore, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Hey, guess what? The whole podcast archive is still around in various locations, so that helps. In sister locations, if you will. Uh, hi. So uh, another interesting so uh, thing to... Okay, so when, uh, I'm now thinking of like the plot of the movie. Yeah. Um. Well, the ant problem gets solved very easily. Like she just dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the the wild part is the actress. Uh. Um. I got excited because uh she was she's an 80s actress. 
And oh. her claim her claim to fame is a movie called Some Kind of Wonderful, which is a it's one of the lesser known John Hughes film, but mm-hmm. it's part of that John Hughes high school lineup along with um Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and all oh. that. So mm-hmm. it's just uh but yeah, she was in that. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Throwing in an 80s actress. I will say the best character, the best act- character in this whole movie for me was that lawyer. <laughs> just oh my god, he was so funny. <laughs> I wanted to him. He was wonderful. Was, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Turtle I, lawyer. I was very thankful that I stayed off of social media until I saw the movie because I mm-hmm. I've seen it twice now in the theaters, and the first time obviously I saw it with like you guys and random encounters and whatnot, and um. I was so thankful I had nothing spoiled for me. I had no idea Matt was in the movie. I had no Neither idea. Did we. Like, yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea like the Living Tombstone song would play at the very end. I was so hyped. <laughs> and I went with my friend. Oh, that was a good choice. <laughs> I went with my friend fairly recently, like a week or so ago before my trip, I think a few days before my trip. And we saw it um, in theaters again. And he had nearly everything spoiled for him. And it was such a different Aww. experience for him because he's been in the fandom a very long time as well. And it was kind of, it was a totally different experience for him. And I was like, oh God, like, I'm so glad I got the experience that I did. And like, I had no idea what was coming. I, I think that's genuinely how this movie should be enjoyed by like diehard fans of FNAF. You should go in absolutely blind. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> This is presuming that anybody who's listening to this who is a diehard ha- fan of FNAF is not doesn't care about the the well, huge amount of spoilers. That well, I'm we, assuming they've seen it already. A, yes, pres- this is presumably for what you've seen. If yeah. You're gonna, yeah, this is one of those things like, hey, spoiler territory. Yeah, we're just talking. We're freewheeling. <laughs> this is a free discussion with no script, no plan, and no filters. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not... Because I'm trying to go like go through the movie, like thinking, oh, is there anything missing and all that? I, I mean, I, I've said we, we already. I think we really did kind of touch on just about everything at this point, at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, that's although the spring trap suit that like, uh, that <laughs> like locks when you just touch it. How did he wear that? And he made that suit. So why did he wear that? Yeah, I don't totally know if that's i don't know they they seemed a little mechanically they seemed a little bit strange in the movie to me i know in the games they're said to um they get faulty when they get wet so that could be with blood that could be with sweat that could be with just general moisture of being in a suit for so long not mm-hmm. necessarily like when they're touched and I think they they look a little bit different in the games as well because there is a scene in again Sister Location where you you're, the character you are playing as is inside of a suit and you have to keep winding the the screws because he's sitting in it and like the moisture of being in oh. it and sweating and stressed out he has to you have to continually go up along like the two sides of like I don't know if it's like the faceplate or like what it is but there's like four little like it almost looks like, like, they're little, like, circular things that you have to, like, spin, like, little dials, kind of, and there's, like, four of them on each side, and, of course, your screen moves super slow, so it's really stressful to try to keep them all winded up at the same time <laughs> for, like, two minutes. It's a stressful mm-hmm. scene. I don't even think I got past that part in the game because it was so difficult, but they look totally different in the games than they do in the movie. So I'm not totally sure. They look like claws in the movie, and it's that's a little strange to me. I thought they would look like actual springs and just like 
kind of like coil out of the suit for some reason. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess yeah. I don't really know what they would look like in the games. But it's not really. They didn't work technically in the movie as the same as they did in the games. Interesting. So I can't be- explain why he thought that was a good idea when we saw Vanessa like touch it with a broomstick and it like snapped. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, whoa, that's that yeah, feels like, like oh, you just touch it. Oh god, no. Um, I think yeah, it might have been smart if it's like, oh, if they get wet yeah. or something. That's what again. That's what they said in the games. Like, I think it was literally phone guy being like, oh, there was like our the spring locks are super faulty, dude. When they get wet, it's it's the third game, so he has like the surf the surfer voice, but yeah, it's, I, I... yeah, something about moisture sets them off in the games. Interesting. Well, I mean, Matthew Lillard looked pretty sweaty in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, yeah. Uh, that is my best explanation to how why he thought that was a good idea. My best explanation is I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. It also felt weird for him to throw out his catchphrase. I know that that's his catchphrase. I always come back. I'm like, I think sure, I, but we, this like is the first time we've met people. you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Clearly. I will. I will say that. Uh, although when Matthew Lillard says it, and he puts so much emotion into him, I'm like, awesome. Yeah, good. If he, because yeah, if he's not, if he's not there and and follow ups, I'm I'm not remotely interested. Fair enough. I know me and my friend Envy, who were there at like the screening with Random Encounters, we heard him say that. And we're like, oh my god, he said the thing. That's like his thing in the game. <laughs> he said the silly thing. I figured. I figured. I mean, I mean, it was that was what was so enjoyable, and I, I, that's kind of where I want to I want to close out. I think again, my my main enjoyment of the movie came with the people I was I was watching the movie with. It was a, yeah. such a good experience. It was fun knowing how we were all also involved in our own variation of this project, mm-hmm. uh, working with with um, AJ and Gwen and Nate, uh, m- making their own version of this with the puppets and and your cosplay and all of our like behind the scenes so we're there having had all these experiences and we're just throwing out all of these in jokes left right and center yes, i mean I, I, that when was, when so for those who don't know who haven't caught on because i realized we, uh so random encounters invited us to a private screening of five nights at freddy's so we had a whole theater to ourselves yeah we were literally mst3king our way through the movie most of it we were just throwing out it was like and, being at going to a, a screening of the room and or, or rocky horror or rocky it was horror. like yes it was it was so much fun when like matt pat appeared on screen and everyone was like hey <laughs> he said the thing and they were like oh he said the thing <laughs> It doesn't matter how you felt. It was just really funny. And we were all cracking up. And again, even funnier because Matt Pat is involved in those Random Encounters musicals as William Afton. I, I did ask AJ after the screening. I'm like, did you know? Or no, someone did. Did you? Or someone asked him like, hey, did you know? And he said, no, I didn't know that Matt Pat was going to be in this movie. I know. He has I a bigger role. Of, like, the, most of the um, the media people, like people in the FNAF like, community, they didn't say anything for a very long time about like, oh yeah, haha, we're in the movie, by the way. Because I know um, Baco is technically in the movie as well. He, there's like a, a wall in the back, kind of like, like the door where Mike goes into the security office, like right on that back wall in the doorway that has like staff of the month. And it has a bunch of photos of people like creators in the community. Oh. So, like, there. 
I think maybe it was CG5 might have been on there too. I could be wrong, but it, there was somebody <laughs> else up there too with Daco. They were like staff of the month. And it, it was very cool to see them be like, oh my god. <laughs> like, they're in it, but like they're little Easter eggs like hidden in the background. So, oh, do you know about, uh, have you ever watched Red Letter Media or know who they are? No, I haven't. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, um, they are, so there's, uh, one of the people in this, uh, if they have a YouTube channel. They're, and, they're a group of, uh, rec- film reviewers. Very weird, very funny niche kind of stuff. Uh, very entertaining, but you got to, to a, a certain kind of humor. Yeah. So one of the, uh, people involved, um, has a picture of him uh, when he was younger um, going to uh, showbiz pizza. Thank you. And there's a picture of him next to the showbiz pizza uh, bear and <laughs> his name is Richard. So he got a shirt that says Dick, the birthday boy. <laughs> oh. Oh, and he, it is a picture of him with the shirt that says Dick, the birthday boy with the, the fast bear. It's like a, it's like a Polaroid. Down. It's like a Polaroid picture. Yeah. And, um the funny part is uh it got shown on the ellen degeneres show uh at at one point so the picture kind of became famous and all that but uh but uh they actually received an uh email in a video that showed that that photo was going to be in the um in the movie as like um in the background uh where like there's pictures of kids and Mm -hmm. Uh, that picture would have been in the background, but they ter- apparently they had to take it down because they said, "Oh, we don't have clearance for this." Oh, and Aww. and uh, even though clearly it, it, there's a part of my brain that's like, is it because he has a sh- he <laughs> the kid is wearing a shirt that says "Dick the Birthday"? You, you, you wouldn't have been able to see it, but it just would have no. been really funny. Yeah. To just have that be a random Easter egg in the that you could bear, probably never see in the movie, but just knowing it was there at one point. Mm-hmm. That's that's too funny. I I just need to bring that up in this discussion because Well, we, we have a lot of well, I know I know some of our co-hosts would be very upset with us if we did not mention Red Letter Media. So <laughs> as a fan, I mean you would recommend this movie to other fans. Absolutely other fans. I think if you are you really enjoy it the FNAF series, FNAF community, you know a fair amount about it, absolutely go see it. You will love it. I feel like if you're just like, oh yeah, I've heard of FNAF, I, I feel like you probably won't enjoy it as much, but, but it is definitely still go see it if you're interested. I <laughs> Don't go into super high expectations, though. Yeah, fair. I mean, it to me, it, I had a, is it weird to say I had a better, well, no, they were both good experiences, but I had a almost like a, a more exceeded expectations feeling for it than I did for Super Mario Brothers, which was kind of interesting. I will say that I think that feels like an equivalent as well. Um, the Super Mario Brothers movie feels like a movie for the fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, there I think kids will still get a would get a kick out of it. But it's the it's, it's currently the 16th highest grossing movie of all time. Super oh, Mario Brothers. Yeah. Oh my god! From like a film review perspective, like uh, I don't think Super Mario Brothers is a particularly good movie, but it's a great Super Mario Brothers movie, and it's mm-hmm. definitely one for the fans. Um, I think probably that would I would maybe say the same for Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think, think first statement. I think if if you're a PG, if you're like a a, a uh, someone who's wants to get into horror, this is act, or is interested in looking into horror. This is not a bad like. Hey, I can watch this and uh, see test my horror threshold because it's it's a bloodless movie, but there are some like oh dang. Yeah, there are definitely some like spooky moments in there. Mm-hmm. Less jump scares than I was anticipating. I'm shocked oh, there wasn't. I thought there was going to be a ton of jump scares mm-hmm. because of the game, but that wasn't the case. I'll give it credit for that. Restraint. Some some restraint in there, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot more cupcakes being thrown at people <laughs> and eating them. <laughs> I know. Carl had a, a very big like part in that movie that I was not expecting. I was expecting <laughs> him to have so much screen time. <laughs> I was here for it. Yeah, that was great. All right. Well, um, Ash, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can people find you if they want to uh, see some of your uh, some of your work, I suppose. Yeah, um, I am at fairyfloss.cosplay on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Um, I am probably the most active on Instagram if you would like to see more like behind the scenes content and like building stuff. Um, TikTok is probably my least active. I post on there every blue moon and uh, my YouTube, but you'll find a bunch of vlog style videos to conventions and Halloween Horror Nights and other various cosplay related subjects. Ooh, HHN. Nice. Yes, I, I the, my Halloween Horror Nights videos are my two favorite videos that I've made for both <laughs> years, this year and last year. Um, we go in cosplay every single year. So ah, it, nice. It's definitely very fun to like come along with us and listen to our silly commentary. <laughs> yes, but thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and, I, you know, who knows? We may do this again. We might do this again when... Uh, the next one inevitably hits. We'll we'll see how it the, goes. This was really enlightening too, because there's some stuff that I the the lore of this is so much more deep and stranger than I ever. Could yeah, have. and we joke about that a lot about the deep lore. So having you very earnestly tell us about it is is actually kind of enlightening. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here going, but but what what what? I am definitely more than happy to answer any questions. <laughs> about this series as I've been here a long time but I, I I'm sure I've gotten a few things mildly incorrect <laughs> it's here all and good. there people are gonna be like um actually it was this year and not this year and I'm gonna be like uh, <laughs> okay well I'm the doing my best will come out. Uh, yeah. excuse you I'm sorry that I don't remember every single thing I forget I'm still floored that there were two different historic fights <laughs> in this freaking yes. company and that somehow they were able to keep their reputation long enough to build a 80s Pizza Plex. Jesus. Hey. It was a miracle. They survived. <laughs> hey, if you want to help us survive as long as Freddy Fazbear's, you could always consider checking out our Patreon, patreon.com slash creative horror. We are, it, we have now made the transitions. We're still tweaking a few things, but we are there. Uh, go check out some of our content there. If you'd like to hear, say, our choice dregs, which is some of the warm-up stuff we do before the recordings, or extra content now is coming out about the Jameson tapes, which is very exciting, if you're a fan of that podcast. And you can check out the other podcasts on the Creative Horror Network at creativehorror.com or at our YouTube channel. Shows like the Jameson tapes, Darkly Lit, Trick or Track, The Witching Hour, and the now-deceased Midnight Marinara. Aww. Also, um, our, we typically don't discuss movies. It's usually like... Uh, ones that, are, that attract our attention, like Five Nights at Freddy's, I felt was a very was one that we've been wanting to discuss 
for a while. Our roots are in creepypasta, so I think it was only fair because the creepypasta community latched onto this. Yeah, but typically we read uh, horror stories submitted by uh, you guys. So if you want to uh, submit a story, uh, you can submit it at um, midnightmarinera at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're... If you're a patron, uh, you can also send your stories through there. Patrons get uh, first uh, dibs. Basically, we will read patron stories before. Yes. But please keep in mind, we cannot read anything that does not have the authors or uh, express permission. Yeah. We want to keep this all above board around here these days. So, uh, so yeah, just let us know if it's your work. If it's and if it's not your work, uh, make sure you uh, have either you know explicit proof that it is you have permission to. You know, give for the critique yeah. to be there. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I I feel like this is the point where it's post credits and we have to have a balloon boy jump scare. I feel like there has to be a, <laughs> a, a jump scare noise. <laughs> Absolutely. I suppose I can do that. Hey, future Maureen, can you put a? Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>